Welcome to today's devotional for Monday, November 7th. Let us begin our time together with some beautiful music. Our scripture reading for today comes to us from the Gospel according to Luke, the 14th chapter, verses 12 to 24. Now hear the word of the Lord. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. One of the dinner guests on hearing this said to him, Blessed is anyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then Jesus said to him, Someone, someone gave a great dinner and invited many. At the time for the dinner, he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I've bought a piece of land and I must go out and see it. Please accept my regrets. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to go out and try them out. Please accept my regrets. Another said, I have just been married and therefore I cannot come. So the slave returned and reported to his master. And then the owner of the house became angry and said to his slave, Go out at once into the streets and the lanes of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And the slave said, Sir, what you, what you ordered has been done, and there is still room. Then the master said to the slave, Go out into the roads and lanes and compel people to come in, so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those who were invited will taste my dinner." Let us pray. Gracious God, may the word just read point to the word to come, and may it all work together to point to your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So this familiar parable tells us of a great dinner thrown by a host that only wants a full table. Despite the host's intentions to have all attend, many make excuses, and these are phony excuses. I, hard to believe anyone would buy oxen or a farm without seeing it first. At the very least, they're prioritizing the wrong things. Frankly, it would seem that they assume that there'll be a party tomorrow, that they'll be invited again. They insult their host. So the host goes out to those who are poor and crippled and lame and blind. Jesus tells this parable while he's eating in the home of a leading Pharisee. 
and it makes these remarks particularly relevant because who gets to eat, where they sit, these are all questions that even more than they do now mattered in Jesus' time. They had high stakes in Jesus' time. And the answers were ripe with issues of social justice, social status, and uh, questions of who deserved an invitation. This part of the passage has much to teach us about how to respond to God's invitation as well as God's heart for a broad, inclusive table and its suggestion that we should have such a table. But it's the early portion of the passage that really stuck with me as I was preparing for today's devotion. Let me read it to you again. He said to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Certainly this is telling Christian listeners and Christian readers now that they should not just feed the poor, they should invite the poor into their home. It's also saying that when it comes to hospitality and providing care, we should not concern ourselves with reciprocity. For years, I took my kids and the kids of two other families who we had dinner with on a regular basis on what we called a random act of kindness day. And the kids would dress in all black and they would sneak around like little spies and do somersaults when they didn't need to, to try to go undetected. And we would go places like, oh, fast food places. And we would put positive affirmations on stick it notes on the mirrors. We would leave quarters on washing machines teddy bears in emergency rooms. We take care packages to clinics where they're administering chemotherapy. And we always would start our day with a trip through the Starbucks drive-through. And I would tell the kids, for the first few years anyway, after we had paid for the car behind us, look, look back. Can you see their reaction? What did their face look like? Luckily, I realized that doing this was really missing the point and I wasn't doing a good job teaching these kids about the power and the importance of giving without concern for reciprocity. So in the last few years we did it, we would drive away eyes forward knowing that we'd done something kind with no concern for our reward. It made me think of Shel Silverstein's book, The Giving Tree. It's about a tree that loves a boy so, so much that she gives all she has until all that's left of her is a stump in the ground. She does so out of her great love for the boy and without ever asking for anything in return. This kind of sacrificial love without concern for reciprocity is hard to digest in a culture that's so focused and built on individualism. And frankly, in preparing this devotion, I'm very aware that there are some relationships that are harmful and abusive, and I fear that suggesting such self-sacrificial behavior could be construed as suggesting that people should fail to address their own needs or allow themselves to mis be mistreated. I don't think, of course, that's what God wants for us. So I will add the caveat that my conclusion from all of this, at least for today, is that in healthy, loving relationship, we might benefit from, losing, from focusing less on being repaid 
and instead focus on loving one another well. After all, in relationship, someone needs to be the first to forgive and the first to ask for forgiveness. Someone needs to be the one who wakes up early to make the coffee without keeping track of what's in it for them. Much like going through the drive-thru at Starbucks, we can give in a way that isn't necessarily concerned with what we get out of it. Um, and we can keep our eyes forward on the path in front of us. May we be the sort of people, friends, who invite, feed, and love without pre preoccupation with reciprocity. After, after all, our loving God, who invites all, does so expecting nothing in return, wanting only our attendance. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, you have given us so much. Uh, make us aware of the ways we are being invited into relationship with you and others, ways that we are being invited to experience the kingdom of God here on earth and to extend that kingdom to others. Help us to give with gracious and open hearts that are not bothered with thoughts of justice or balance or reciprocity that we would give from a place of sheer joy uh, in the act of giving. We ask all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>